Welcome to the Directors Club Podcast, the podcast that helps you learn the business skills you need as a child care center director to build enrollment, retain your best teachers, and get your center operating just how you want it. I'm Noelle Dentino. I'm a fellow child care center owner and active director with my sister Sarah. We operate a successful child care center in Massachusetts. By merging my background in business with Sarah's background in early education, we found the perfect recipe for a successful center. When child care center directors implement these practices, they create the center they always dreamed of, a thriving child care center community. The Directors Club podcast will provide you with simple business tips to help you get things done at your child care center. Episode number seven, financial planning for salaries. Hi, it's Noelle from the Directors Club. And today we're going to be talking about money and more specifically about salary forecasting. And why do you even need to do this? So why don't you take a listen and let's find out why. Money is sometimes, or for some all the time, an uncomfortable topic to talk about. The reality of the numbers is stressful and at times very confusing, but I've learned over the past 26 years that the numbers are a powerful tool and easier to understand and predict than you think. Before I opened my childcare center 16 years ago, I worked for a banking executive and I was surrounded by the numbers and I learned what they meant and how to use them. And it only felt natural when I started my childcare center that the numbers would be part of my everyday life, whether they were good or bad. Through the years, I've learned how to read financial reports, create them, use the numbers to make business decisions, figure out ways to use them to grow my center, and how to create all the reports and how to predict what the numbers would look like in the future. Financial forecasting. That's what it's called. It's a very important part of running a business. It's your budget. I'm going to talk about forecasting the numbers, which is you making an educated guess on what enrollment will look like or the expenses that you expect to have in the coming year. We will discuss what it is, why you need to do it, and I'll talk about how to create your own. And last, a plan to keep up with it for the future. And don't skip this episode because it's not the fun topic, or you fear the numbers, or worse yet, you keep it in your head and you quote, know what your numbers are. You would be surprised if you do that, what you actually don't know. If everything's just in your head, there's nothing to be afraid of. You can only gain from knowing your numbers. It would be worse if you don't know your numbers. And if you suffer from anxiety, it will just always be lurking until you address this part of your business. Ladies and gentlemen, the numbers are the numbers, so don't be afraid. And as many of you know from my 15-minute challenge in episode two that I have in my quote journal, in my business journal, I have a little tab with quotes. And one of my quotes I have is, planning is bringing the future into the present so that you can do something about it now. A man by the name of Alan Lagan wrote that and I had written that in my journal because that's so true. If we plan for the future, which is doing financial forecasting and budgeting, 
We can change the outcome of our future. We lead a revenue capped business, right? Childcare centers are revenue capped, meaning that we cannot make money unless we increase tuition or fees. We can't increase sales and say, oh, we're going to now accept 300 kids instead of 100 to meet increased expenses. We can't sell any more of this or that to make ends meet. And while we can add specialty programs or lunch programs to help a little, it's still not going to fix increased revenue needs, right? Because we're revenue capped. So knowing your numbers to the last penny is so important. And as Alan said, if we can predict the future, we can do something about it. We can look at these numbers and make decisions that can save us money or invest our money into something to give us something we're looking for, like maybe increased enrollment or maybe more time for ourselves. So what is financial forecasting? It is when you predict how much money you will make in the future and how much money you will spend in the future. You take your predictions and put them onto paper for the next 12 months and say, this is what I'm gonna earn and this is what I'm gonna spend. It's creating a plan, just like you plan for curriculum, right? You also plan for your money. Okay, so like, how do you even do this financial forecast? So first, what you need to do is you take past financial performance. So given that we were coming out of a pandemic year, I would look at 2019 and 20. So I'd look at the past two years, month by month, print that report out. My favorite report to do this is called a profit and loss statement, month by month, you want that. You might be really familiar with it at tax time because you would give an annual um, profit and loss statement. But these profit and loss statements can be created month by month in any financial reporting software that you may have. Or you can chat with your financial person um, that does this for you. I'll be talking a lot about this report at the end of the podcast as I get into how we utilize it. This shows you how much money you make each month and how much you spend each month by category. That's why I like the profit and loss statement. It's also called a P&L, profit and loss. They always throw in these words, right, that get us um, wondering what things are and it's really, finance is really simple. So the next step in a financial performance is to start looking at the next 12 months, the future 12, month by month. You know, what's going on in your community right now? Can you begin making predictions on what your future look like? But before we start talking about that, I want to stop right here and kick you out of that bad mindset. I know it's been a tough year this past year, right? With most centers getting shut down lower than uh, enrollment, difficulty finding staffing. Don't make your predictions on a negative mind. It needs to be an educated guess, not your 3 a.m. stress over finding employees and wondering if enrollment will come back. I know things will get better. And I know you know that too. Now, head back in the game. We can again guess enrollment may decrease over the summer and should increase in September, right? I also see a lot of fluctuation enrollment, some happening in the January timeframes. 
What do you see in your, your center over the years? So you got to think about the big picture, what you've seen and what you think you'll be seeing. Or if we're talking expenses in financial forecasting, you know that your expenses may go down a little bit in the summer. Maybe a teacher takes a summer off every year at your center, or you don't offer specialty classes and therefore wouldn't be paying for them over the summer. Or maybe you offer field trips and you have an increase in expenses and revenue. So financial forecasting is so simple. It's making educated guesses on the future of your money. So now, financial forecasting. It's just where you think your money's going to go and where you think it's going to come from in the future. And now there are three types that we can talk about a financial forecast. The first one is a revenue forecast, which is your income, any money that you make. What is income? That is tuition, fees, lunches, field trips, like anything that you take money in, late fees, um, any of that. The next type of financial forecast is salary forecasting. And this is what we're going to dig into in a minute. And the third one is expense forecasting. That is important for us to predict our expenses as well. You know, what's going to, um, what are we going to spend our money on? What discounts are we going to give? Like, in, you know, you're going to factor in your sibling discounts or any other discounts you might give. It's important to predict the revenue and expenses so that you can make a plan on how you will react when financial decisions come up. So when you put these together, you take your revenue, your money coming in, less any expenses that you end up with, and that gives you a budget that predicts your profit and loss statement at the end of the year that you submit for your taxes. This becomes an important tool for you to help you change things before they happen. And I know you're not going to be surprised, but I got another quote <laughs> by John Beckley. He said, money, mo sorry, he said, most people don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. So true. Think about ourselves as child care center directors, right? And we have teachers. You expect them to plan curriculum, plan the day, plan the month, plan the year, you know, think about graduation, plan, plan, plan. But are you planning for your business? Are you planning the money? Are you planning your budget? This is just like one big thing that I notice in many childcare centers that I consult with, that there is no budget sitting there. No one's sitting, unless you're a big corporation, no one's sitting there saying, all right, like, what do we think August is going to look like, right? So just like with the teachers, how they plan and we support them in planning, you need to plan too for your money. So typically when you forecast, you, you just do revenue and expenses. That's what most businesses do. But in childcare, I think a salary forecast is important because it's the largest chunk of our budget. It also fluctuates due to our enrollment. And when we break out the salary, we can manipulate the information to see what kind of decisions we can make, such as you know, do we need to reduce staffing if we notice that the numbers are going to start going down in revenue? Um, do we need to hire staff because we see an increase in enrollment? What can we pay our team? What kind of raises can we give them? 
hey, maybe you could even hire extra staff so that when you can take advantage of improving your center, or maybe you've decided that, you know what, I want to work a four-day week because you need it mentally. Now you can figure out how to do that. So in a second, I'm going to show you an example of forecasting template, or I'm going to talk about it so that you can understand how to create it and what to do with it. And while I'm talking about seeing the forecast, I want you to know that I thought it would be helpful if you actually saw what I was doing. So while I'm recording this, I'm actually screen sharing my um, Excel spreadsheet that I'm going to do. And I created a YouTube channel so I could share this because financial um, podcasts are really difficult to show somebody that's a visual learner. So head into the comments for this podcast and you'll find a link to my brand new YouTube channel, which just has this one video. Um, and I bet it's going to grow as we get dig into financial talk this year. I thought this would be beneficial to you. You can actually see me walking through this exercise as well. It's, you know, kind of hard to show on a podcast. All right. Our first financial forecast that we're going to do together is salary, like we talked about. So this is an important financial report to have so you can make more educated decisions when it comes to pay and overall company expenses. This will help us predict how much money we need in the future for our workforce. What is it costing us now? How much will it cost us in the future? And how much do we need to increase tuition to meet these goals or cut expenses to meet them? As we begin this process, I don't want you to stress or say, oh, this is pointless. I can't increase tuition enough to meet these expenses. The numbers are the numbers. So don't stress if you know how bad they are. Highly successful companies, even ones that have bad financial performance, know their numbers, whether they're good or bad. You need to operate your childcare center just like every other business and know your numbers. All right, let's dig in. So we are going to head over to Excel. That's the, that's the system that I use to do this. I will tell you that I use Excel to do my salary forecasting. And then I transfer the numbers to QuickBooks because that's what I use for my finance um, system. And in QuickBooks, there's a budget feature. So when you look at QuickBooks um, for me in my budget planning, um, you will. Uh, this is where I get my numbers from, is from my salary forecasting spreadsheet. So there is going to be 10 steps that we're going to do to create your salary forecast. So step number one, gather a list of all of your employees, their pay rate, their hours they work each week. And if someone doesn't have set hours, predict what a typical week would look like or an average of time they typically work over the pay period. You can get this report from your payroll company or any system that you use. So the next thing we're going to do is Excel spreadsheet. And again, you can head over to my video on YouTube and the Directors Club, and you can watch me do this. And if you don't know how to use Excel, I'm going to tell you that um, if you just go onto YouTube and search how to use Excel, you're going to find like a gazillion videos, and it's so simple to learn um, 
many of these tools. And if you're in my private Facebook group, um, Child Care Center Owners and Directors on Facebook, um, tag me in there, write a post in there and say, Noelle, Mayday, I can't figure out Excel and we can connect in there and I can help you. All right, so our salary worksheet in Excel, um, we will create a list of all of our employees and we're gonna add some spaces for potential new employees. And this will be something that you update monthly and play with as you need to make decisions on your workforce. So we are gonna begin creating the Excel spreadsheet um, by creating a list of titles across the top. So as you can see here, I'm highlighting, I'm gonna make it in yellow. Um, you're gonna add name, hourly rate, hours, and gross payroll. And what gross payroll is, is it is how much payroll costs you before taxes, before employees' taxes, and before your taxes. That's gross. So just think of like huge gross, right? Um, that's before the government hits us with the taxes. So that was step two. We're going to create this template. The third step is using use the spreadsheet, right? with all the information you gathered in step one. And so now what we're gonna do is you're going to um, calculate what gross payroll is by entering an equal sign here, click on the hourly rate, empty box, use the star key, click on the hours empty box and hit enter. So that's gross payroll, it is hourly rate times hours equals gross payroll. So across the top again is the name, the hourly rate, the hours, and that equals gross payroll. So it's simply, you can manually do it, but if you go to the video, I just showed you a little trick. Um, it is the hourly rate square times the hourly, the hour square equals the gross payroll. And then what I'm going to do is click on this tiny um, little box at the bottom, hold my mouse key down and drag that down. I'm dragging the formula down so the spreadsheet calculates manually now. Okay, so if we think about an employee for gross payroll, I'm just going to do this example. Her name is Jen. She makes $15 an hour and she works 35 hours a week for a gross payroll total of $525. So it's pretty um, basic of what that is. So what we're going to do is we're going to take all the employees that we have and we're going to fill them into this spreadsheet. And I already did this so that you wouldn't have to listen to me doing it or watch me typing. So I'm just going to cut and paste my pretend staff. And so now I have all these employees. And then what I would like you to do is add lines in. This is step four. Add blank lines in that with no information, no employee name, no hourly rate, no hours, no gross payroll, just like put them in there um, so that you can play with this sheet and see how it affects your budget. Okay. And that could be, um, let's say, let's walk through a few things. Like say you're like, you want an office assistant. So let's see what it does. So in my example, my gross payroll total is $9,760. But say I only want to work, 
um, one day a week. What would not be nice, right? <laughs> Say, I want to take one day off a week, or maybe you want to leave at 12 o'clock a few days a week. So say someone came to work for you five hours a day for three days a week, that's 15 hours, and you're going to pay that person $15 to do that an hour. And so it's going to cost you um, $225 to have an office assistant come help you, um, whether you leave early or just to get a little extra help to benefit your center. Or maybe it's an extra teacher, you know, so you can play with that. Say you like you know that you need as of right now, like you need to do a new hire for the toddler one room, and she's going to make fifteen dollars an hour and work forty hours a week. And you do another new hire for toddler one, and that person's going to make sixteen dollars an hour for forty. So then you can now see like, oh, if I add those two new hires, it's going to increase my payroll from the nine thousand number to the eleven thousand number. And can you afford that? Does opening that classroom revenue give you more money than, than the 1240 that you're going to need for these two teachers. So this is how you use it. You're like playing with the numbers. Say you have, um, like on my list, you have like employee one, um, employee two and three and three. And I, I just listed them that way. Say you decide that you're going to give employee three, like a $4 raise and she's making 20 an hour now. And you're going to give employee 10, a $2 raise. And she's now at 17. How does that affect now? It brings your budget up to 17, up to 10,000. So you can sit and literally play with these numbers. But for now, our weekly payroll is 9,760 for gross. So the next thing that you're going to do so is step number five, which is using the sum tool to total the gross payroll. So now you have everybody listed on here, right? And you want to make sure that you do total gross payroll. So we're going to add up all the gross payroll. And again, I've already said the number. Mine totaled 9760 all right. Well, we all know payroll isn't the only number. Gross payroll is not the only number for when it comes to salary talking. We now need to calculate taxes because that's going to be a big factor in what we're doing. And so what you need to do is contact your payroll company and ask them what your employer rates are. You don't need to know what the employees pay because that's already inside your gross payroll. You need to know what your taxes are on gross payroll. So those are federal and state taxes, and I don't know the answer to this, but if they're county taxes on payroll across the country, I'm not really sure. But um, whatever your payroll costs are for taxes, you need to go figure that out. So I've done that. So step seven is adding them to the spreadsheet. So in my state, I need to pay OASDI, Medicare, federal unemployment and state. These are my rates. And so what you're going to do is underneath the payroll total, you're going to list these out, all four. For me, it's four. You're going to list the percentage out. Um, OASDI, I pay 6.20%. You're then going to calculate what is 6.2% of my gross payroll. So 6.2% times the 9760 in gross payroll gives me an OASDI payment of $605.12. I'm doing the same thing for Medicare. My Medicare is 
1.45%. If I times that by 9,760, it comes up to $141.52 and go so on and so on. So now I have calculated all four of my taxes and then I'm going to subtotal them. So each week I pay those four taxes on gross payroll and it totals, I'm going to highlight it in yellow, $935.98. And I've calculated that automatically in Excel so I don't have to keep redoing this. The only thing I'm changing on this spreadsheet is hourly rate and hours. And let's just say like employee number one left the company, I would just replace that whoever the new teacher is, I just replace it there and do like employee 21. So you don't need to continuously recreate the spreadsheet. You're just making sure that the employees are accurate, that the hourly rates are accurate and their hours are accurate. And then you're simply calculating the gross payroll, totaling it, adding all the taxes underneath line by line so that you then come up with a total gross payroll and you come up with a total payroll taxes. And now we're going to add those two together for a total gross payroll piping and taxes so that we can see, um, you can see that. And I'm going to change the color on that to be green. And so that is total payroll taxes with the gross. And so this is the number that you're going to use to forecast your salary, right? So that is step eight, so that we have the total of the taxes and the payroll. So step nine is we know our weekly expense, right? But as we're doing a financial forecast, we're not doing it by the week. We're doing it typically by the month. So we need to figure out how many weeks are in each month. Now, when, I, when you think about your budget, right, you have to think about, um, you know, what your salary expenses are going to be in January, what they're going to be in February, right? So I'm going to take you to another spreadsheet that we're going to talk about next month. Uh, next month, next week on our podcast, um, which is the overall budget. And so I have created a budget for um, the whole year and I'm doing it for a school year. So my budget is starting in July and ending in June. And so this will help me plan what this upcoming school year is going to be, correct? So if you head over back to the worksheet, we know that our Payroll weekly, payroll and taxes is $10,695.98. But that's the week. I need to know the month. So I pay my team every week. They get paid on Wednesdays. So what I need to do for my budget is I need to determine is July a four week pay month or a five week pay month? Same thing in August, September. I need to do that calculation. So to make it simple for myself, underneath the total payroll taxes, right, for the week, I type in four week and five week because I either have a four week month or a five week pay, um, payroll month. And then I just calculate it. So it is equals four times the star key. And then I click on the total weekly and that gives me my month. If it's a four week pay month, it's going to be 
$42,783.94. And then right underneath that, I do a five-week month. And that's going to be $53,479.92. So if we head on over to our worksheet, right, to the budget for July, let's say July is going to be a four-week month. So I need to enter... 42,783. I leave off the pennies. Maybe July, maybe um, August is a five week month. So we'll say 53,000. I don't remember the number. I'm just going to add a number. <laughs> so now we get to September, right? So I know that when you look at your worksheet, this is my staff for the summer. But now I know that I'm going to be opening up. Maybe at, maybe I'm going to be full capacity with my infant room. So I need an infant teacher, and I'm going to pay that person $15 an hour for 40 hours a week. And I need an infant team leader, and I'm going to pay her $17 for a 40-hour work week. Okay? So this is my September. So now that has changed so now my four-week month is 48394 48394 And my five-week is 60493 Now, I'm going to predict that I'm at full staff at that point. So for the remainder of the year, I'm going to go back and forth between 48000 for the four-week salary and 60,493 for the five week month, right? So I'm just going to input these numbers 48934 going across. So December, I'm going to keep it at the four week, and then January, it's a five week um, back down. So I'm going to end up with like a few um, 394. All right, now I'm going to stop for, uh, for April. I'm like continuing through. So now maybe April's the time you give raises to everybody. And what does that look like? Right? So what do your raises look like? So say you went up a dollar in every single, um, for every single person. So now I'm going to just up it a dollar. So I'm going to change everyone's pay rate by a dollar if that's what you do. And I'm just using round numbers. This isn't what we typically do. Um, just to help us um, see that um, what you do for payroll. And I'm not going to change the two new people because they had just come, right? So now by increasing the salary of everybody, it now has again changed my numbers, right? So now it's increased my gross payroll and it's increased my taxes. And so now my five-week, my four-week month is 50849 And my five-week is 63562 And that, my friends, is the revenue forecast. And it's telling me that I'm on target to spend $624,499 in gross payroll and payroll taxes. And we just sort of planned out the whole year, right? Let's say, I'm going to go back to the video and let's say that you know that one of your teachers is pregnant and she's going to be out for two months. So I'm going to zero out her 
hours. And that has now changed her, um, changed our four week to 47 and say she's going to be out like in June, right? I'm going to duplicate this line actually. So the line that we planned was 624,499. That's what we planned for the year. But we know that one of our teachers is going to be out on maternity leave for two months. And so now our four week is 47,000, 47, 868, oh, 680, <laughs> I had the numbers backwards. And then we know that our five week um, is 11,967. And so as you can see, oh, it's not 11,96, it would not be nice if payroll for the month was that, <laughs> it's 59,836. I'm like, that dropped. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna show you that you know, right? So you know your, your teacher's leaving for two months. You know that it's coming up in the fall and you know in your head that what your number is. But now what I really know is that I'm gonna be saving $6,889 for two months while she's out, right? So I'm not paying that out. What am I gonna do with that, that number? Am I going to not spend it so that I can make up the difference in other expenses? Or do I know that I can hire a sub or that I can hire an office assistant to help me or whatever you're going to do with your money, right? And so that pretty much shows you how you can move back and forth from just adjusting the salary forecast um, and adding a variety of different things, um, situations that you know are going to come up, and then it will tell you exactly what you need to do for your salary. So now, now you have this tool, right? And you can, it's going to play with it to help you make all of your decisions. So when you take the salary forecast and add it to the expenses, right, it shows you exactly the perfect financial report for yourself to help you lead your center. And so next week in my podcast, I'm going to be sharing how to create the rest of the budget that we just walked through. And if you don't know how to get your numbers, again, speak to your financial person who helps you with your taxes. I personally suggest getting a certified public accountant. There are many different types of financial people that we have. There's bookkeepers, there are financial planners, there are tax specialists, there are accountants, and, and the accountant is the highest level of financial person that there is out there. They actually take a test to confirm that their knowledge of finance and taxes. And while they are the most expensive, if you actually only have your taxes done once a year, typically, correct? Um, but then you add in one meeting. If you just paid them for an hour or two hours just to sit down with you and look at your actual numbers and just talk through them, you're going to learn so much. I feel like I'm more educated. I We have a different relationship um, over the past, like I think it's four or five years with a new CPA that we work with. And anytime I talk to him, always giving me little tips of advice and I'm building that relationship with him. Right. And I will get, I'll never forget in the beginning of COVID, I was like, holy cow, how the heck are we going to do this? Right. When everything shut down. 
and I got all my expenses over my head. Um, we had like $20,000 worth of expenses that we had to pay um, when we were closed each month, not just once. And we were closed for a long period of time. I, I remember like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And like the next day got an email from him and he was like, we're getting on Zooms. We're going to like talk through some ideas, like all this stuff. So he knew um, that we had that relationship and he knew my business well and really understood a lot of things um, about childcare um, from working with me. So that extra meeting that I have every year costs me like three to $600 more a year and it's three to $600 worth it because I know my numbers really well. And so we can create, right, this, this um, financial forecast and it's like great to have, but you need to add it to your review each month, right? Review what you predicted. So review this forecast that we just predicted and compare it to what actually happened using your profit and loss statement. You know, did you figure out the salary corrected, uh, correctly last month? What didn't you get right? Um, and then make that adjustment in the future. Okay, well, I forgot this person on it, or I forgot it was a certain pay period. So go through and look at the future months. Like, did you predict well? Try and get as close to that prediction because what you're doing is you're telling your money exactly where to go. And once you get into this habit, you'll have a better information on spending and tuition needs and tuition increases, okay? So I do this task each month in the middle of the month because by then I'll have my profit and loss statement for the last month and I can review my financial forecast and update it if necessary. I'll look where my numbers are, where I want them to go, and then I can help figure out what roadmap, like where I'm going with my money. And listen to this, it's my money, it's your money that we're talking about, right? So know where your money is going and make decisions to put your money where you want it. So today we learned that financial forecasting is predicting the money that we'll receive and that we'll spend. Secondly, we dug deep into salary forecasting just now. And don't forget to check out my video on the Directors Club on my new YouTube channel so that you can visually see the spreadsheet that I created. Third, we discussed how to use this so you can make good decisions, right? Can you afford to add somebody? How much are you going to save on a maternity leave? Can you predict what you'll pay your employees in gross wa wages and payroll this year? And fourth, find a financial expert to review your numbers with you and give you a little bit of guidance. And the last thing is make time each month to review your numbers. I hope you learned something today and that the video brought it to life visually. Super hard to do, right, on a podcast? I hope you follow my podcast so you get updates when the next one comes out. This one next week will be all about revenue and expense forecasting. Then you'll have all three pieces to build your budget. Would you mind taking a minute after listening to this podcast and rate it and leave me a comment and tell me if it's the information is helpful to you or what information you would like to hear about. I want this podcast to be what you need to know now. 
I want to thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your week and I can't wait to connect with you. Have an awesome day, my friends. Thank you.